section twenty of rough notes taken during some rapid journeys across the pampas and among the andes by francis bond head this librivox recording is in the public domain memorandum a those who propose to work a mine in cornwall have the following advantages over those who propose with the same people to work a mine in south america one in cornwall previous to commencing operations they may inspect the mine themselves and call any number of practical men to assist them in south america they cannot do this but must commit this important duty to one or more individuals two in cornwall the load is in a country whose climate is favorable to great bodily exertion and the general character of which is industry but in south america the climate and excessive heat are unfavorable to great bodily exertion and the general character of the country is indolence three in cornwall the miners are subjected to a code of most admirable local regulations which encourage competition and industry and leave the idle to starve in south america the miners are away from the force of all these regulations and a high fixed salary with cheap wines and provisions discourage competition and labor four in cornwall although the miners have no theory no schools no books yet from long practice and experience they most perfectly understand the geological construction of the country the particular nature of the ores they seek and the difficulties which they are likely to meet with in south america the geological construction of the andes and the mountains in which the mines are situated is unknown to the cornish miner he is unacquainted with the ores he is to seek the muriates carbonates pacos colorados and other non-resplendent ores are by him so unnoticed and undervalued that the native miner has actually to point out to him the riches of the mine he has come to improve five in cornwall the greatest difficulties are the subterraneous streams which in a humid climate and in a flat country so influence the plan of operations that the art of mining in cornwall is the art of draining not on a general principle but adapted to the geology of the country in south america as it never rains at uspallata and seldom rains in chile and as the winter showers instead of sinking into the earth rush down the precipitous sides of the mountains in which the lodes are situated there is but little water and therefore the cornish plan of operations and consequently the experience which the cornish miner has gained is inapplicable for the difficulties which he has learnt to overcome do not exist while others oppose him which he has never been accustomed to meet in cornwall 
to drain the mines steam engines can be procured at a short notice and if for any particular object a large body of men are required for a few days they can always be had also whatever tools wood iron rope etc may be required can be obtained with a facility and punctuality known only in england in south america from the absence of water the overpowering force of steam is unnecessary inapplicable and its great advantage is unattainable in case of unforeseen difficulties requiring for a few days the assistance of a large body of extra laborers it would be absolutely impossible to obtain them tools iron and materials could only be procured with the greatest possible difficulty in many situations it would be necessary to send several hundred miles for materials the purchaser would be assailed by every endeavor and combination to defraud they would be delivered at a great expense of time and money and in a country in which contracts are not understood and time is of no value there would be the most serious delays and disappointments seven in cornwall the expenses of the mines are known the customary wages of the captains of the mines the pay of the miners who all work by tribute or by task work are accurately calculated the price of tools iron wood rope and all materials is known and the sale of the ores by public auction gives an immediate and certain return in south america the expenses of each mine can never be anticipated the wages of the english captains and miners are very high every article if purchased a thousand times would be the subject of a new bargain and materials would be perhaps of double or treble cost according to the people and the spots from which they were to be obtained after the extraction and reduction of the ores the process of smelting and amalgamation which in cornwall are unknown the cornish ores being always smelted in wales would be required eight in cornwall in case it should be deemed necessary to abandon the mine the men can be discharged the engines can be removed the materials can be sold by auction and the loss is only what has actually been spent on the mine in south america in case the mine should be deserted to the sum sunk in the mine is to be added the expense of the men getting to the spot and returning which in many cases would be very great the construction of houses for officers and men as also the establishments for smelting and amalgamation the cost of engines and stores which it would oftener be cheaper to abandon than to remove nine in cornwall the resources of a great mercantile country are so extensive 
that public competition suppresses every sort of unjust combination but among small communities of men this would be impossible and without the slightest intention to blame any individual i must declare that from the atlantic to the pacific i found that englishmen and foreigners were preparing to monopolize every article that could be required for mining purposes and that a large english capital belonging sometimes to a and sometimes to b was considered by a pack of people as a headless unprotected carcass which was a fair subject for universal worry memorandum b comparing the past and the present value of the mines in south america on the discovery of the different countries in south america the attention of the spaniards was immediately directed towards the acquisition of those metals which all men are so desirous to obtain careless of the beauty of these interesting countries their sole object was to reach the mines and hence it is that the history of the american mines has always been considered the best history of the country as soon as information was obtained from the indians of the situation of the mines however remote small settlements were formed there and with no other resources or supplies than those which nature had bestowed upon the country they commenced their labors they obtained their reward and the arrival of the precious metals in europe was hailed as the produce of intrepidity industry and science the mode however in which these riches were at first obtained forms one of the most guilty pages in the moral history of man and the cruelties which were exercised in the american mines are a blot on the escutcheon of human nature which can never be effaced or concealed and which is now only to be confessed with humility and contrition besides the mita or forced labor of the indians the particular cruelty of which is not the present object to describe the whole system was one of extortion and oppression the miners were barely sheltered from the weather the use of all spirits was forbidden their food was coarse and the weighty tools which were placed in their hands were in themselves emblems of the ignorance cruelty and avarice of their masters however there is no situation of misery or suffering to which the mind and body of man cannot be inured the miner by degrees became accustomed to his labor and his tools the slave toiling under his load ceased to complain the cry of the sufferers became gradually silent and in a short time no sound issued from the gloomy chamber of the mine but the occasional explosion of powder the ringing blow of the hammer and the faint whistle of the slaves who thus informed the overseer that they had reached 
those points of the shafts at which by law they were allowed to rest the mine was said to have assumed a prosperous appearance and men were talking aloud of the flourishing state of the south american colonies and of the inexhaustible riches of the mines when the spell was gradually broken the revolution at last broke out and as if by magic the miner found himself in the plain surrounded by his countrymen marching forward in support of liberty and lending his arm to exterminate from la patria the oppressors who were now trembling before them all the poor mines in south america from this moment were deserted and the country was for many years in a state of warfare which it is not necessary to describe but as soon as the victory was gained and independence gradually established one of the first acts to which many people had recourse was the working of the deserted mines from which they naturally expected again to obtain wealth several of the miners had been killed in the wars and others wearing the spurs and poncho of the gaucho enjoyed a life of wild and unrestrained liberty there were some however who voluntarily returned to the profession in which they had been trained and were willing again to embrace a life whose hardships had become habitual but the forced labor of the indian was now wanting and although this system of cruelty had been long abolished in many parts of south america yet its existence in some places and the unjust encouragement which spaniards had given to mining in exclusion of every other branch of industry had up to the period of the revolution greatly assisted the working of the mines operations were however recommenced at almost all the old mines they were all tried but generally speaking they were all abandoned because they did not pay and with little inquiry into the cause the reason assigned was the want of intelligence and capital and people frustrated in this object and incapable of contending with the difficulties which impeded any step towards civilization in the insulated remote and almost impracticable situations in which they found themselves yielded to the habits of indolence in which they still exist if the above rough and imperfect description of the mines in south america is deemed correct in its general features it will account for a phenomenon which in visiting several deserted mines i was for a long time totally unable to comprehend in many places we found loads worked to considerable depths but the loads so small and the assay so poor that the constant remark of the cornish captains who accompanied me was that there must have been something got out of the mine which they could not see or else it could never have paid besides this the country was barren and there were often many other local disadvantages 
still however it was evident to me that these mines somehow or other must have paid or else they would not have been worked and in spite of the disadvantages which were before my eyes the natural conclusion was that if they had once paid they might surely pay again however as soon as i afterwards saw a few of the miners at work the problem was solved the miners who are now in chile though toiling in the path of their early days have probably relaxed a little from the discipline of the spaniards but the extraordinary manner in which they still work or rather slave is almost incredible the contrast between their lives and the ease and independence of the rest of the inhabitants of the country naturally leads the mind to reflect on the sad history of the south american mines and this history in my humble opinion sufficiently accounts for first the impossibility which now exists of getting more miners and secondly for the important truths that the american mines have positively fallen in value since the country has been free because the contents or produce of the mines are still the same while the value of labor etc has necessarily increased and therefore that far from being able to get a greater profit from these mines than was extracted by the spaniards it would be impossible now to draw from them what they formerly repaid and that many of them must continue deserted for the evident reason that poor mines as well as poor land may be made productive by a system of cruelty and tyranny when under a free government they must lie inactive and barren End of section twenty